Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode, Left Behind. <laughs> Another movie brought to you by uh, Amazon Prime. <laughs> well, last week you mentioned that the title sounded like it could be on Netflix. This one could as well. I, well, yeah, no, I thought I'd though, I thought I'd just, you know, be uh, um, gracious and cover another streamer in this point because we did Netflix yesterday or last week. So it's Amazon Prime this week. Well, I don't know about you. I don't know how long, many streamers we have subscriptions to. Like some of them are on the TV, some of them are on our phones. It's ridiculous. It is. It's. It really is quite amazing. Although, uh, Josette, my wife, and I were talking about the fact that it is incredible the amount of access to amazing programming we have. Think back in the day when there were, I don't know, twelve, three, three linear channels. <laughs> three linear. Well, I'm not. I'm not that quite old. Uh, I know I'm older than you are. Uh, but uh, you know, I can remember like twelve stations, and then it went up, and then there was a period of time where there were like. Just so many stations, but there's still nothing on. I, I, I do would, would say that the streamers have really upped the game. And what I love the most is, uh, their global programs. We watch more Korean, uh, dramas, comedies, uh, French, um, uh, Italian, uh, British for sure, Scottish for sure. Scandinavian. Yeah. Yeah. It is just, it is just such a rich, um, you know, you're open to cultural differences and that type of thing. So it, uh, we're, we're, we're fortunate, but left behind is definitely, um, the theme of certain movies, I think. So for sure, for mm -hmm. sure. All right. Now, um, Greg and I have been friends for a long time and this is the first time we've been together in the studio i'm calling it uh it's got to be close to eight weeks greg i think so just you know the 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 hit of illnesses and then then traveling and i mean it seemed like everything was happening at once so it's good to be back in person and i have to say i struggled a little bit with the setup because i couldn't remember where everything goes <laughs> yeah 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 exactly exactly all right, uh, Greg and I have spent most, most of our careers as managers or leaders or supervisors. We have both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We will start from the perspective of the employee, then move on to the manager. And we're going to have a discussion about what we have observed other people do, do successfully uh, in dealing with these situations. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. And I know we will have a good discussion again tonight. Yeah, for sure. This is a good topic. So left behind, you're in a work environment where you experience some or all of the following. There has been a series of departures and you are one of the people remaining. A lot of the people leaving might be bosses. You're in a position where there is a lot of unknowns and you feel uncomfortable sitting in the tension of the moment. So, Greg, what's up? How important is this subject, and how does it affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, you know, I was thinking about it as I was reading these three points, and really it's in the context of what has been communicated. You know, in in uh, I have been in situations where there's been a lot of change, uh, and and we've known ahead of time that the change wasn't coming, and and you felt confident in the decisions that they were making and even the process in which they made the decisions. I was talking to someone today, or sorry, this weekend, who is a part of a um, 
um, a 3B Corp or a teal organization. And this, a teal organization is an organization that's non-hierarchical. And, uh, there was a declaration that there was a, a need to cut back. And the decisions were made collaboratively amongst the teams of, of what was needed, what were the skills, uh, where we were going, how they made the decisions. And I'd never heard anything like that before in my life, but apparently it was quite powerful because it was, it was informed and it was connected and people supported everybody, whether they were staying or whether they were going. In most scenarios, uh, you don't know anything. You just, yeah, yeah, the news comes out. Maybe something is posted on the email or that, you know, there's some really bad examples out there right now where people are getting emails and uh, people are getting emails saying, you know, tomorrow you're going to get an email to say you're either in or you're out. And, uh, it, it is ridiculous. The lack of human, uh, humanity behind how people are managing these things is tremendous. And who gets impacted the most? I would suggest are often the left behind folks because you're spinning and the lack of information. Now, if you provide information, if you provide support, if you provide clarity, this can be a non-event. Um, and the left behinds can still be sad, but allowing them to transition through it, or it can be a mess because, you know, often it takes a while, especially if bosses are leaving, like you described here. There's no, um, you've taken away the communication channels and, and it can be a mess. And again, loss of productivity, um, definitely loss of customer service. It can be terrible. So, uh, it's really important as you're thinking about this and we're going to talk about is what do you do, uh, to one, do it right. But then how do you, how do you take care of these folks that are left? That's the whole point of this. This episode is talking is, is kind of focusing in on the people left behind, you and I have talked a fair bit about transitions, about, uh, you know, supporting people when they leave, about, uh, the people that leave, forgiveness, all sorts of stuff. And, and uh, it just came to mind last week. Uh, I've been through a lot of these types of situations. I've been the manager that leaves. I've had bosses leave and it just kind of came to mind last week. And I went, you know, this is a really important topic because this is one area I don't know if we always do. Uh, put in the best effort that we should. There's always going to be limits to information, but it's those people sitting there in that moment when all of a sudden their boss is gone and they're unsettled and, and, uh, they're in that, um, uh, period of tension, I like to call it, and they don't know what to do. And, and then it, they start questioning themselves, their position, you know, do I go, do I stay? And all these things go into people's minds. And that's kind of where we want to focus on today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're right. Yeah. It can be very disruptive. And if not handled well, um, it, you can lose great people. Cause if you've made the decision to say this person is leaving and we really want this person to stay, um, if you don't, if you don't take care of that person who's staying, that, that good person is going to leave. Exactly. As a manager or leader, what can you do to assist in the situation? In a situation where there are multiple departures, especially bosses, people become very unsettled. And we just have to be aware that a lot of the people that we're dealing with after these departures have taken place are unsettled. Yeah. And, um, you had mentioned earlier, often the leader themselves is unsettled. 
And so they're spinning and often that results in me staying in my office or me not knowing how I'm supposed to show up. Uh, and if I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say or how I'm supposed to say, show, uh, show how or how I'm supposed to show up, often what I'll do is I'll hide. And, and, and I don't mean that in a really bad way. It's just, you know, I, 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 I don't want to be out there. And all the research says, get out there, walk around. You can say, I don't know what I don't know, but I'm here for you. And here's what I know. And here's what I don't know. Um, because people are churning and, um, it's harder when it's remote. Uh, but that means having more one-on-ones remotely. That means having some gathering points once in a while, um, and giving people at least as much information as you can to settle the, the shock waves. Well, you kind of moved on a little bit. And the next point is, and it's kind of on topic, where are you in this situation? Are you unsettled? Do you have a lack of information? Do you feel insecure in your position? Maybe some of your management colleagues have left and you're going like, what's going on? Like, you know, Greg's a really good person. He was on top of his game. And as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember which um, uh, episode it was. Sometimes it isn't you when you're, you're asked to leave. It's just, it's a numbers game. Something came up, a switch in focus. And often it isn't about anything you've done or you haven't done. It's just your time and your number came up and, and off you're going. So if you're one of the people left behind, especially as a manager or a leader, you know, taking a account of how you're feeling uh, is important in this as well. Yeah, it, it can be so frustrating. I, I like again, I've been in situations where this has been done really, really, really well. It's been thoughtful. The whys are 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 pre-populated, and people understand what's going on. There is immediate action to reduce workload because you know the other thing that often happens is here is that you know uh, if you have half the people going, um, the work is still there. And so not only do people not know where their future is, they're overloaded, they're overburdened, and there's no plan. Um, with the best organizations, they have adapted because usually it is a cost-effective decision that you need to do. And, and so you're saying, okay, what are we not going to do anymore? And so people have some ownership. And I think in these circumstances, um, it's probably, I'm probably zipping down the list here uh, uh, going forward, but it's about providing people ownership of of the situation because when you're feeling out of control as a leader um you need to get you need to have some control and this comes back to your first point where am i in this situation if i have no control how do i find some levels of things that i can control that will settle me because that settles most of us uh in terms of the manager there's two kind of sets of uh questions or 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 statements so uh let's focus on three of them where it deals with uh us as a leader or manager dealing with employees and i'll put all three of them together greg because they just go so nicely together giving uh as much truthful disclosure is important there will be a lot of questions are you prepared for that and don't say things you're unsure about own that i've i've been in situations where there's been a bunch of departures and somebody's saying something you go they don't know that it came out to be later on that they were wrong. And so really important that if you do so say, if you don't, if you're unsure about something, just don't say anything about it. And if somebody asks you a direct question, say, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. And there's a great model and I wish I could remember all of the quadrants in it, but I can tell you what the axes are. The axes are, it's around how I show up in a particular as a leader. Uh, it's my mind my mindset, how I'm showing up when these things happen. And on the one side is energy. On the other side is attitude. 
Um, so imagine uh, the scenarios where you have low energy and bad attitude, low attitude. It's not a, it's not a good scenario. Um, and, and then it can go up to uh, high energy and a great attitude. Well, that can be good too, but you have to figure out what's the energy needed for the space right now. And often, sometimes you can be over as a leader. You can be really uh, energized and don't, oh, come on team, that type of thing. But you got to also accept that people are hurting. There's grieving if people have left. So it's really just, um, it's a tricky spot for a leader, but really, you know, being able to give as much to closure as important, as you said, um, being prepared that there's going to be lots of questions and um, answer what you can, but for sure, don't say something you're not sure of. You know, it's always like, if I, if I don't know, I don't know. And I will attempt to find out, um, you know, you have ways of calming by just, uh, paraphrasing back. So Alistair, I just want to make sure the question that you're asking is this capturing it down that type of thing. Is there anything else that's behind it? That's, that's also connected to this collect the information. Sometimes just asking questions of people, what is churning? What do they want to know? You know, not guarantee that you're going to be able to get it, but if you can get, uh, again, people contributing to something, uh, even if it's giving questions that settles people that allows those folks that are left behind to kind of just stabilize a bit, uh, which is what you need to do here. You mentioned something a couple of minutes ago and we're talking about you know, EQ, mm-hmm. emotional intelligence. And I, I don't think we have a point for it here, but you brought it up and uh, like you can't go over the top and say, yeah, team, we're going to pull together. This is great. Well, people might not be in that position yet. And so being sensitive to the situation and showing some emotional intelligence and different people will be in different places. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's something uh, that's pretty important as well as to is, uh, you know, and if you don't have that emotional intelligence, you got to be really observant and, and maybe, you know, par back a little bit, any enthusiasm until you get a feel for the place. But very, very important because you can lose people just with that. I agree. And we've talked about almost every podcast, know your people. Because I've been in situations where it's family members have been exited. So other people are left. Um, good friends are exited. Some people are left. So what's the complexity of, of the relationships behind it and being sensitive and present and aware of what, what is going on and how they're being impacted and what's driving their emotional response to it. And then also just being vulnerable, saying to people, you know what? I understand that this is a, uh, this is a confusing time. Uh, no one ever likes to go through when we have these kinds of down, uh, downturns and which are impacting people that we care about. If you're empathetic, um, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna go a long way. Now your, your actions better also be empathetic. Um, but sometimes you don't even have control over that. So if you're a manager and you're working in a company that really treats people poorly, uh, there's not much you can do. So within your control, what are you going to do? It's communicating, it's caring, it's listening. All those things don't cost anything and will stabilize and, and will demonstrate great leadership, even if it's amongst, uh, you know, the decisions that have been made that are poor. You know, when Twitter went through its thing and, and, uh, Elon Musk just kind of, you know, axed everything and changed everything. I know some leaders that were in that organization and they chose to, uh, really lead well in a situation of very confusing information 
And, uh, you know, the decision was a decision and he owns the place so he can do what he wants with it. Uh, but they had zero control and they were hearing new things that were happening, uh, via, via Twitter itself and, and via the news. Um, but they still had an opportunity to create a space within that for the folks that have left that allowed good, some good things to continue in that situation. It's like you, uh, you read our, our outline here, uh, Greg, but uh, the, the next, the next, uh, point kind of tries to address that lack of information. And are you asking direct and maybe sometimes hard questions to those above you? Because, you know, if you need to, you know, you know, discharge your manager duties and you're dealing with people that are kind of reeling because there's been some departures and stuff like that, do you have enough information and do you have an opportunity to maybe, get more information so that, to help you deal with the people that are working for you. Yeah. And again, it's really hard to not be cynical, not be angry in those situations. As a leader, you got to keep your head. You got to ask, but you, that still means you can ask those direct tough questions to say, listen, uh, here's some things that I think may have been missed. And uh, these are some critical information I'm assuming our goal is to keep things rolling and to keep things moving forward. And I believe we need these, these questions answered. Uh, do we know where this answers are or who we can talk to? And do you have the tools and support you need to help manage the, these types of transitions? Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, in some situations, there are just none there. Um, one thing you do, though, have is community. And, um, you know, this is why you, we talk on our podcast, no matter, no matter what role you're in right now, or even if you're not in one of these situations, it's so important to have a community. You almost on every podcast say, who are you talking to? And that's a part of building those safe spaces for you to go to, to tap into. Um, and sometimes we get so busy, we lose those connections, but I can tell you, those are the connections that have saved me most when I've gone through situations where there's been significant change of which I didn't have control, I at least had my community. I had this safe space that I could go to that, that some had gone through stuff that could give me some great wisdom or some were just sounding boards to allow me to kind of exhale all the stuff I wanted to say that I couldn't say back in the workplace because I was frustrated, but I needed a safe sounding board to kind of walk through things. And later on, will there be an opportunity to discuss what happened and learning points with both employees and management when one of these exercises takes place and people are exited from the company and especially if there's leadership and management people involved in that, do we ever get together afterwards and discuss how that rolled out and, and get some learning points from it and get some experience from different people affected by it? I've never been in that situation, Greg, where I've been asked after the fact, how did I think that worked out? And, uh, I would believe that that would be a great opportunity to get together to talk about it so that in the future, whether it's in that organization or another organization, you know, we can learn from that experience. Yeah. You know, the best organization to do that. And part of that, even that process is almost a cleansing of the spirit uh, because you have a chance to express the things that went well and the things that didn't went well. And, you know, it's always so much more important when you actually use it. Um, uh, and you, and almost, it can be also, a, uh, you know, a powerful thing for senior leadership to actually acknowledge what went well and what didn't go well. If you want a quick start out of a downsizing that you want to move forward, even if you haven't handled it very well, 
that recovery aspect. There is so much power in recovery because sometimes stuff happens. But if you admit to it, uh, share what you've learned from it, and and then uh, commit to and implement things that are going to uh, have learning from it, you can recover. You can actually recover uh, beyond where you were because people recognize you as human, but uh, humans that listen and do something about it. So as an employee, what can you do to assist the situation? First off, listen to everything being said and read everything that's sent out. Try to uh, get as much information as you can. Yeah, it's almost like don't overreact. You know, because often what happens is is our minds get into, you know, the spin and we start going uh, for just seek out information. Um, uh, understand what's going on as much as you can. There is more information out there than you know, and you might just be in a situation where your your leader is exited, so there is no information, or you might have a leader that's not great at this. Well, but there's always sources. There's HR. There are, um, you know, uh, company websites, you know, there are Slack channels. There's a ton of information out there. And before you react, seek to understand. You will be experiencing a time of tension. There is a bunch of stuff that's going to be going on. And it's important that uh, you just own that. You know, this is going to happen. This is going to make me feel a bunch of different things. And just acknowledging that is, is part of uh, the way of dealing with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's tough. And, you know, the next point is really, you know, you sometimes have to grieve. If you've got someone who you've worked with a long time that you really appreciate and they've gone, it's okay uh, to, to, to grieve about that situation. This is where, again, that community is really important. Um, and the best organizations actually create space for that. Um, and honor those folks that have left or, you know, it's never an easy decision. Listen, I've had to make these decisions. Uh, I've had to go through the employee lists and decide, you know, who stays or who goes. And that is a brutal thing to have to do. Uh, but when things are desperate and when you need to make those tough decisions, again, it's better to make them quick, but also to support people. And most times if you, if you, um, if, 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 if you can't say things, and we've said this before, but you can say, well, I can tell you that they've been treated as well as possible. We've never wanted to do this, but this is the situation. And, and, but that's often based upon your track record, right? So if, if you've said that, but everybody knows that isn't true, then, you know, that's not going to work. And grieving is healthy. And, and the full point there is grieve the moments you need to. And that could be with the people that have left. Uh, it could be with the people that have stayed. But grieving is a very healthy thing to do. And if you don't grieve, uh, you have the, there's the possibility that you get in, involved in that down spiral where things are just negative, negative, negative. It is really important to grieve. Yeah. And I read something recently where some organizations uh, declared to their existing employees that they could not reach out to anyone who had been exited in the organization. They weren't allowed to. I've heard can, that too. That's crap. Well, you know, <laughs> like really, like what do you think? You're going to enforce about? that. You're going to enforce that. You That's have ridiculous. No, you have no control over that, yeah. and that just that just accelerates, amplifies the the lack of respect for an organization. That creates an us and them. Oh my goodness gracious! How much better is it to say? This is tough. We recognize this is hard for you. It's hard for the people that have been impacted. And, you know, feel free to reach out to them, uh, but also give them the space that they need to have, you know, so it's that, that fine balance. That's funny. I've, I've heard that before, and I, and I was just sitting there. I listened to somebody say that once. I went, this is just crap. You can't, you can't control it. You, you, you know, you can't police it. 
And, and by the way, maybe that's what all the people involved need. If that person that left doesn't want to talk to you, Greg, then they're going to tell you they don't want yeah, to talk to you. Yeah. But if you feel a need to reach out to them and, you know, make sure that they're okay and, and, you know, that you're okay with it, then that's what you do. It's ridiculous to ask for that and expect for that to happen. Yeah. I've often even given examples of how I've done in the past that let still, it almost lets people know that I'm thinking about them and, and yet it's their move to reach out to me because I know some people just don't want to talk to you through that. They're struggling through things and they're embarrassed. They're all those things with regards to it, but there's power in knowing that others are thinking of me. And just saying, listen, I hope you're okay. I'm thinking about you. Mm -hmm. I hope, I hope things are as good as they can be. If you need anything, if we can talk, that's great. I leave it to you. Right. And putting it in that other per person's giving them control of it. Cause what they're experiencing leaving is they've, they're experiencing a loss of control loss and of un control. uncertainty and all that stuff. So giving people in that situation, the control of the situation is very healthy. I agree hundred percent. And maybe you need to talk things through with a trusted or professional person. Uh, there's times I, I went through a transition and I went and talked to you, Greg mm -hmm. and, and, uh, you know, if you're struggling with this and you think there's a benefit to it, having a trusted person or a professional, whether it's a, a coach, a, a psychologist, a, a counselor of some sort, and often companies provide, uh, there's access to these types of resources and, and, and use it. Yeah. And you know, the best companies do bring it in house for these, the left behind folks, you know, often organizations do a really good job of supporting the people that are transitioning out and they got tons of transition support and coaching and counseling and then they forget the people that are left uh no, no they don't forget about them greg they bring over all that other person's work and put it yeah, on their desk yeah yeah that's right that's right and so it is such a powerful thing to um ask if there is support or even look around you know there's eap um employee assistant programs um, they're called different things in different other organizations, but there are there is lots of resources in many organizations for just working through these these major change impacts. And I'm going to put um, I'm going to put the next two together. Take stock of what you're doing, and don't make sudden decisions without thinking it out. Quite often, every time there's an action, there's a reaction from within you, and one of the reactions might be, "Screw it, I'm leaving." Uh, before you've dealt through with everything that you're feeling and till you see what's actually going on within the company or the organization mm -hmm. that you work with. Um, you might be reeling and you're like, I'm out of here. I've had enough, but it's really important to take stock of where you are, what you're doing. And, and if you are going to make a decision, it should be a measured decision made because it's the best thing for, for you, not because you're having a, a really highly emotional reaction to something. Yeah. And again, this is where those, those trusted advisors are really good because they'll keep you grounded. Um, that's where also you can investigate, ask lots of questions, but yeah, don't leave too quickly because boy, there is a lot of this going on right now. There's a lot of, uh, organizations that are finding themselves in a, in a place that they got to pull back a little bit. And, um, you, you just don't know the bigger picture. And, uh, and, and I've seen people that have leapt really quickly thinking that they're going to find something else and then they don't. And that puts them in a really tough situation. So just be thoughtful. I think you're right. And give some good feedback if you, if you can in, uh, if there's a subsequent meeting or feedback session because of what's happened, uh, be truthful. Don't use it as a place just to bitch and complain. But if there's an opportunity, there's a survey afterwards or, you know, there's some focus groups or something like that, then bring some good ideas and say, listen, this is what I didn't like what happened. And, th and this is why it made me feel insecure. There wasn't enough information. 
And, and for a lot of us, you know, we were unsettled. We were in that, you know, there's always going to be a certain level of tension during these things, but this would, this is what should have happened to help us feel better. Yeah. Not just your feedback, bring your solutions because, mm. you know, Hey, this is something that I've heard some other organization has done that I think would be really helpful. Here's how we can recover even more effectively. So, uh, bring your ideas because again, boy, oh boy, there's so much information out there on how to do this well. And if your organization hasn't thought through things, bring your questions, bring your feedback, bring your solutions, because uh, even in the midst of it, uh, people can pivot. And, uh, you know, we often talk about, you know, how you, the bosses are feeling in this situation or the, your, your leisure. They're, they're stuck in the middle sometimes here. So how can you actually be supportive of those folks that are going through this thing, uh, and having to make these decisions? Uh, sometimes it's just, you know, um, the best thing you can do is just be aware of the impact on others, including the leaders that are having to make these decisions. So wrap up, Greg. Yeah. I just think that, you know what, um, uh, so many organizations, the best organizations that I've worked with do this well. Change happens. You sometimes have to make very difficult conversations. And the more you're planful about it, including supporting and especially supporting those folks that are left behind, it's so important. And it, it's just about being planful. It's also keeping your ear to the ground. Uh, to understand because even good plans sometimes go awry and so you have to pivot and change so it's just you know this is a focus group this is the future of your organization the people who have left have no more control over the future of your organization so you better over invest in the people that are staying um, yeah treat people well on the way out um, care for people because how you care for people leaving is definitely reflected in how people who are staying are looking at you uh, but but over-index on those behind. Um, think of ways to give control back, um, and that could include let's eliminate work. We and 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 have them involved in what are the bottlenecks and what are the things that people can uh, uh, take away to make it better. Boy, that is a quick way of getting me re-engaged in my organ in my job after after a big uh, situation like this. This situation, if you have been struggling as a leader or a manager uh, prior to something like this happening and you uh, have not shown a lot of uh, emotional intelligence that maybe your interpersonal skills aren't that well developed, when you hit this situation, that's going to be amplified. That's why it's so important. You and I have been talking for 165 episodes so far, Greg, about, you know, communication skills, about you know, thinking about other people, listening to other people, you, you kind of need those skills because when this happens, it, it's, it's full on. Mm. You know? And so this is why, you know, some of the things that we've talked about in the past are something you need to consider and maybe get help with. Think about, uh, showing, uh, maturity, emotional intelligence, being sensitive to other people, thinking about how other people, what their situation is going to be is so important so that when you hit this, you have a you have knowledge and and abilities to do certain things, but people also understand you and know you to be you know to have these skills to, that you will be listening to them. You have some street cred mm -hmm. as an employee that is dealing with the situation where people are leaving. Maybe it's bosses, maybe it's just your you know maybe it, as well it might be some of your fellow employees. Make sure you get the support you need. Take advantage of any conversations. If you need to talk to somebody, 
make sure you talk to somebody Mm -hmm. because every action emotionally will have a reaction. That's why it's so important to talk it out, to ask questions, to try to understand as much as you can what's going on. And when you have the opportunity to share some of those things, uh, take that opportunity. Uh, If you're sitting there and you're just, you know, burrowing yourself underneath your desk when all this is going on, that isn't going to be healthy for you. So uh, I think there's a lot of expectations on leadership when this happens, but there's a bunch of things you need to do as well so that you come out of it in the the healthiest version of yourself. Yeah, there's lots of lots of examples where these things haven't been done well and that wound stays stays and it, and it just keeps getting worse. And you know, how many times have you I've been in organizations where people are talking about the big down, the big layoff of such and such and how the organization did. And these people are still there. They're, they're contributors, but they're, they're contributors at such a lower level because they have this underlying, uh, churn about what was done. So, you know, even I think the final point would be, even if you don't do it well, remember there's always a chance for recovery and that's about those lessons learned and that's about what can we do differently. So, um, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. It's a big, big, uh, a big opportunity to do this right. I agree. And I like your point that even if you mess things up, if you're truthful with people, if you have a, a good, uh, uh, relationship with them, if they know that you are a good person and that at times you have to make, you know, some pretty serious decisions, then that gives you, a leg up in terms of being able to recover and say, listen, you're right. There is more information. I just got some today. Let's sit down and I'll, I'll tell you guys what more I know. And then whatever questions you have, I'm having a series of meetings over the next couple of days, please do give me your questions and we'll see what we can get answered. for. Yeah. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. So, um, listen, we hope that some of what we've spoken about, you find helpful. We hope we didn't say anything that you found offensive or made you angry. Definitely Greg. This is one of those episodes that we, uh, I think we need to hear your philosophy. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a philosophy that I was gifted early on in my career from my coach. And she just said that, you know, when we're together, there are things that we're going to talk about that are going to get you excited and make you feel good. But there's also going to be things that we talk about that might create a bit of a churn, might even make you angry. Uh, and normally those are things that, that hit a mark. And in both the joy and the churn, there is learning to take place. And she just encouraged me to pause, reflect on both and just decide, is there anything in here that I can learn and grow with? And we, uh, we hope that in our podcast that you get a little bit of each and again, you pause and reflect and see if there's anything that you can take away. That's so cool. Shout out, Greg. Sure. Sounds good. We are going to do something a little different. Uh Um, Back in November, SoundCloud, and I really like the the platform. It's really good. It's mostly for musicians, but there are a bunch of podcasts on it, including us. And uh, I'm not sure which platform everybody listens to because we push out to a whole bunch of them. But in November, they kind of revamp things, and uh, there's a bunch of things that they do to kind of fix it. But one of the things that we were missing was the stats. Mm -hmm. And slowly they started coming back. I think we're good now. And so I just wanted to – and I had an opportunity to – take a look at them. So these are overall stats. Yes. And I just wanted to highlight, um, you know, who are, who the top five places, locations are that have been supporting us. Mm-hmm. So Vancouver, number one spot. 
Wow, that's fantastic. So thank you, Vancouver, British Columbia. Number two, not by much, home crew, Oakville. Oakville. Third spot, and we've mentioned them before over the last uh, almost four years that we've been on, Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> nice. And then the next one, and I can't remember where this is. It's in Ontario. Caster Center is in fourth spot. Don't know. Caster Center. Like, I'm looking at this number here. Is that everybody that lives there? <laughs> Maybe. This might be close. Maybe. And then um, Toronto in fifth spot. You know, mm -hmm. good, strong support from Toronto. But uh, there, we, we're very thankful for everybody that um, supports this podcast and listens to us and and uh, on whatever platform you listen to. So uh, all the stats are back, uh, which I think is really cool. Yeah. But uh, we, we, I think we maxed out at thirty um, countries, so it won't give me it won't give me thirty one on. Yeah. But there's a lot of countries, a lot of cities, and uh, what I've been noticing lately is, you know, people have been living listening to the current episode. But they've been also uh, sampling and, and listening to our catalog, our back catalog. Because this, if it works out well, is 166. Yeah, well, and you know, what, what's, what, what is great about how you title them, too, is they're pretty easy to understand what the topic is going to be about. So scanning through and just picking up based upon the title, you will know. And if there's a situation that you're going through, and most of these are pretty searchable, and you can just kind of pick something that relates to what you're going on right now. And well, this is what we hope. We hope actually that there, you know, if a situation comes up and you search it and you find it, there's going to be one or two nuggets in there that probably you haven't heard of. We're just older. We have had a chance to experience a lot more and, and do, do uh, research on this. So, uh, you know, we hope there's things that you can take away, but yeah, we're grateful for all the folks that have participated. And actually I was at a, I was at an, uh, um, uh, uh, a location for my consulting business this week and out of London, Ontario. And there was a number of folks there that said, we love, we love uh, listening to your podcast. And there's been a couple of things that we've learned from it. And so we are grateful for those folks that have, uh, are finding practical application because that's the whole thing. We, we are not experts. But we are folks that have experienced a lot and we have got uh, some good knowledge and we've learned what's good. And we've also learned what we shouldn't do by our mistakes. We've made quite a few mistakes. Greg. We have. We have. So uh, we're grateful. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Well, I, I've actually observed London, uh, especially recently, mm -hmm. uh, coming up again and uh, hitting some back catalog stuff as well. And, you know, we keep it on there. And no matter what platform you're on, um uh, this will be 166. I don't think we're going to slip another one in before publishing day. Probably not. But, uh, yeah, thank you very much for all your support. And, uh, uh I'll mention a few other ones in the couple, uh, the, the upcoming weeks because that's just the top five. That's great. And yeah. there's a whole bunch more that, you know, they're very supportive of us and we're very, very appreciative yeah, of, that... of everybody listening to us. And if there's any subject that you would like to hear from or you want a recommendation or you just want to connect with us, it's talking, not ranting at gmail.com. Awesome. All right. I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. So folks, remember people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.